Episode 9, Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. This morning, I was down at my favorite coffee place. It's called Revolution Roasters in Oceanside, California. It's, uh, I live in San Diego area. So I'm down there, and I sat at the counter next to a young man, and we began talking, and he had a Bible in front of him. He began, he was pouring his heart out to me. Once he found out I was a Christian, he poured his heart out to me, and he told me how he'd been battling uh, depression since May, and he told me about the kinds of things that he was saying to himself, like his mind was saying, and uh, I listened to him, and then I began sharing with him what it's like to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And I, I talked to him about getting, making himself strong in the Lord. And uh, boy, this guy, I could see he was transforming. And he said the transformation had already begun over the past two weeks. But he began really getting encouraged and transforming and seeing that this was a God encounter. And then the other three guys that were with him, uh, I talked to all of them. We stood up in a circle and got close and I prayed over them and, and encouraged them. All of these young men, good looking young guys in their 20s from Texas A&M who were here on spring break. So this idea of strengthening yourself is, uh, is so important. And when the word is talking about strengthening yourself, it's not talking about physical strength. It's talking about strengthening deep inside, strengthening in your character, strengthening in your entire being, strengthening yourself as a, as a Christian in every aspect of your life. And strengthening yourself, it is really a supernatural strength that you are aligning yourself with. The, your identity is a supernatural deal, and the, this facet of your identity and your relationship with God of strengthening yourself is a God encounter thing. It is not of this world. So let's talk about what that looks like, um, because we all need to be strengthened. In, in the Old Testament, David, King David, before he was king, was having a really bad day. And he had gone with his mighty man, his little warrior's army, to uh, deal with the Philistines. And when they came back to Ziglag, the whole town city had been leveled and burned to the ground. And all of their wives, all of their... Uh, children, all their livestock had been kidnapped, stolen. Well, when the when he came back with his fighting men, they all cried and cried and cried. They were devastated, exhausted and devastated. And then the guys looked at each other and said, wait a minute, this is David's fault. And they planned to stone him. So David is facing death He's tired. He lost everything. And what he did, it says, is he strengthened himself in the Lord. What that means is he encouraged himself. That word is interchangeable, strengthen and encourage. We face, maybe you're not facing death like people wanting to stone you, but you're facing something really hard 
difficult, or you're in the middle of something. Um, or listen, I think we need to strengthen ourselves all the time so that when we when the trials hit and the offenses come, which Jesus said they would, that we're, we're already strengthened, that we're strengthening ourselves in an ongoing basis. So let's look at the practical side of that. Because um, I was giving this young man tools and saying, listen, when I was facing a difficult situation, I out loud said, I am going to make it. I have hope and I have a future. And I began, I told him, I speak in agreement with what God says is true about you. In Joshua 1, uh, first chapter, verses 8 and 9, let me tell you what verse 9 says first. God is telling Joshua when he's about to go into the promised land. And what that is, is for us, it's like when, as we're obtaining the promises of God, he says to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. That word strong is the same word used in the, that story about David in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, where David encouraged himself in the Lord. Be strong is to be encouraged and to be strengthened. So God says, be strong and of good courage, uh, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He says, do not be distressed, um, but I'm with you. Well, the verse right before that, God says, uh, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. What that means is don't let it leave your mouth. Always have it in your mouth. Have the word in your mouth. And then it says, uh, then you will be, um, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. So all the time you've got the word in your mouth. And then it says, uh, you'll be careful to do everything written in it. And, and then God says, be strong and of good courage. So how do we, how do we do that? Because I see this as an underdeveloped facet of our character, strengthening ourselves and encouraging ourselves. I just did some videos on this same topic and I asked, I share in that, uh, I asked this young, this group of young women I was mentoring, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord? And one of them piped up right away and said, I don't. Well, most of us don't. We don't have a plan. We don't know. We just let the thoughts come. And we don't have a we don't have a way to encourage ourselves. So, when God says, "Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth," He says, "Take what I say, and you say it. Meditate on it." That word "meditate" means to reflect on it. But get this, it also means to mutter. What that means is repeat the words. You reflect, you ponder on it, and you repeat the words. Actually, this is where in the Jewish faith, where davening comes from. When the, when the, the Jewish guys are standing there praying, they, they bow kind of back and forth, back and forth. They rock. It's a rocking motion, and that's called davening, and that is repeating the words, and they're repeating the word over and over and over. So, we look at the word and we find out what God says about us, 
about our situation and we begin speaking it. We begin repeating it. We not only say what he says about us, like I have hope in the future, but we say things that he says about himself, that he's faithful, that his, his love is everlasting without end. And then we say, we speak about his promises, what he says about us, um, that, he will, that he will complete what he's begun in us, what he says about him, about us, and about his promises, and then even our future. And with this young man I met who'd been dealing with depression, when you're depressed, you don't think you have a future. You cannot see your future. But God says you've got one, and you have got a good future he, because he said, I give you hope and a future. So we know that it's good. When we strengthen ourselves, we are able to endure. And what that means is persevering. And it's not losing courage under pressure. In the word it says in Matthew 24, 13, he who endures to the end shall be saved. Enduring means to hold one's ground during conflict. To be able to do that, we must strengthen ourselves. Strengthen ourselves in our spirit, in our um, walk with God, in our identity. I like to say, I am running the race and I will finish well. So I'm speaking about me right now and I'm speaking about my future. And I say, I will fulfill all God has called me to do. Trials are going to come, Jesus said. He said, in the world you will have tribulation. That's trials. That word means distress and frustration and stress. I mean, these things come. And it literally is like crushing grapes or olives in a press, like an olive press, like crushing them flat. But it's a time of testing when we're refined and it's like uh, all of the dross is built up and the gold comes to this is burnt up and the gold comes to the surface and James it says count it all joy when you face trials and then in Peter it says think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you and Jesus said in John 16:33 you know in the world you'll have tribulation but be of good cheer and that means to take courage, to be confident, to be certain, to be undaunted. That's you, undaunted. I think you could probably put that on your mirror, undaunted. And that means you're not afraid, you're not discouraged, you're fearless. This really takes a posturing of oneself, which you guys know is what I teach on, on identity, is taking a stance and a posture. And this is ongoing. It's a daily uh, event where you posture yourself in who God says you are, who, what your true identity is. If you want more on that, you can get my book, The Real You, Believing Your True Identity. Uh, but it is posturing yourself in who God says you are. When you encourage yourself, you make yourself stronger. All right, let's apply this right now to your life. Right now, ask God to show you what area you need encouragement in. Just close your eyes and ask him right now.
Okay, now say, ask God, what verse or verses do you want me to hang on to that will really encourage me in this? So you can stop this podcast for a sec if you want. Ask him, what will really, what do I need to hear right now? Now with this young man today, I said to him, I have a sense that for you today, the verse for you is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight that you would trust him. And I said, um, his name was Reed. I said, Reed, um, the short version of that is, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. Because the, the trust he calls us to, again, is a supernatural thing. It's a supernatural engaging with God where we don't lean on our understanding or what makes sense to us or our intellect, what we can figure out. But it is a trust that goes beyond what our natural eyes see. It's a trust that goes into the God realm that we know he is good and that he loves us. When you're battling with things like depression uh, or just the, the trials that come to knock you down, you struggle with feeling loved. And God is he's continually wooing you and pulling you into a place of seeing him as he really is and knowing that not only does he love you, but you can count on that love. And that love is without end. That no matter what things you go through, uh, he's always there. Like this young man, Reed, he said to me, you know what? What's come to me over the past couple of weeks as I began feeling this breakthrough is God is faithful all the time. Like he's always there. And I say that to you listening. God is always there. He's always, it's like he's always fighting for you. He's always embracing you. He's always got his arms wide open to you. He is always there. And he loves you. These trials really build your faith. In Romans, uh, it's chapter 4, verse 20, I believe, and it's Abraham. It says about Abraham, Yet he did not waver regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded God was able to do what he said, what he had promised. And that's true for us. The things he has promised us, he is able to do. And Our posture is to not waver in our faith. And listen, we go through wavering times. I mean, Abraham did. But to, to keep going back to that place of digging in our heels, that place of trust and proclaiming all over again that God is good and that he loves us. So ask God where you need to be strengthened and ask him what verse to stand on concerning that. And that's your verse for today. It might be your verse for just this this season, this week. Uh, The verse to stand on, your go-to verse. Okay, you guys, I love you. I will see you next time.